0: we have to have self-love. We learn to feed our body, our soul, and our spirit. If we can feed all of these three parts of ourselves, it helps us to stay positive.
1: Welcome back to another episode of Positive AF Podcast. I'm your host, Des Costa, and today I'm joined by Tanya D, founder of YaLight. It is her mission to teach inner strength, spiritual disciplines, and healthy habits. In this episode, we talk about habit building along with a candid conversation about our personal relationships with God, a topic that is sometimes filtered and taboo in discussion. And we hope this resonates with anyone who wants to learn more or is looking to strengthen their relationship with God. Hope you enjoy this episode. Everyone, welcome back to another episode of Positive AF Podcast. I'm here today with an amazing guest. We have Tonya D. She's the founder of Ya Light. Tonya teaches about finding ways to increase inner strength, stability, and confidence through practicing spiritual disciplines and healthy habits. We're gonna learn a lot about that today. Thank you so much for joining us on the show today, Tonya D. Thank you. Well, thank you,
0: Des. It's definitely nice to be here. And um, so happy to be sharing what I've learned on my journey.
1: Absolutely. And that was just the briefest introduction of the many things that you do and um, pieces of expertise that you have to share with us. But before we get into all of that, I'd love to know in this moment, what is something that you are grateful for?
0: I'd have to say I'm I'm grateful for my my habits, uh, really working on healthy habits during my lifetime. Little by little, now it's all second nature. So things like a, a pandemic, say it doesn't. I don't get riled about it because there's nothing really for me to worry about. So I'm, I'm very thankful that I've uh, put the effort into making really consistently good, healthy, and um, uh, life enhancing habits.
1: That's fantastic. You know, I think we've all learned and gone through certain challenges during this pandemic where we've had to look inward and find that inner strength and resolve Um, As far as those habits, would you mind giving us some examples of what those might be?
0: I love how you use the word "inner" because that seems to be um, a, a general theme going on right now. Is instead of looking outside, which we're also programmed to do most of our lives, is look out, look out, look outside. How are they thinking? What are they doing? How are they feeling? How can I fit into the situation outside? When we start to really be able to look inward, this is where we can get some real power in our lives. So um, I'm a by trade, I'm a registered dietitian and I work with quite a few young women. When I was younger, Lot younger, and um, I worked in the body image and the eating disorder field. And this whole uh, habit thing that we're talking about right now, um, it's almost impossible to establish habits when you have that much anxiety going on inside of you. So, as much as people want to establish good habits, if there's a lot on the inside that's uncomfortable, that will tend to create our habits for us, like the management of all of that um, angst or anxiety or fear or uh, inner trauma. So uh, it's important that we take some periods of our life and turn inward towards those things so that we can resolve that inner um, uh, angst in us, the inner anxieties, so that we have a calm mind and which will help us with the self-control, then we can establish better habits. Does that make sense?
1: That absolutely makes sense. Yes, it does. In fact, I can resonate with that pretty deeply as far as struggling with anxiety and having to um, teach myself certain methods of calmness and inner quietude. A lot of it did come with meditation, breathing exercises. Those are the two that come to mind immediately because, say, if I'm out in public, or if I'm driving, you know, at a networking event, those are some easy go-tos that I have for myself. Now, it's not as simple as it sounds. It's still a work in progress always. For example, I saw like something on the internet the other day, it said healing is not linear, which is so true. And here's something that came up for me this past week is I've been somebody who's been dedicated to mental health and personal development for i'd say intentionally the past four or five years now and having been on that journey um and having these resources at the top of my mind i would think that you know i'd be pretty much on a good roll and you know i will give myself some credit i think that i've been working in the right direction very strongly however all of a sudden this past week For no apparent reason, maybe there was a a little stressor that came up that put me back to what I felt was almost square one. Why am I feeling these feelings of such intense anxiety? I'm scared, thoughts of depression and and even those little suicidal thoughts that may have sparked up, too. And that frightened me. But, you know, understanding that this is part of the game this is part of the healing path I've come this far. And although I felt very low, the I'd say bounce back or recovery time, knowing what I know now was two days versus what I had experienced in the past, which was prolonged periods of time in that state of mind. So that's just something that came up for me when you mentioned that, you know, having those resources and very powerful, very important for people to know, especially if we're all kind of still a little bit separated, being socially distanced from each other.
0: Well, yeah. congratulations. I want to say congratulations because mm-hmm. that is that is the path is getting back to that Place of a sort of neutrality and balance faster and faster. So you've learned how, okay, I'm, I'm feeling these things. Maybe if I do some breath work, maybe if I do some meditation, maybe if I turn inward and actually be curious about this, oh, I recognize you. You've been here before. And you've probably taught me a few things. And what are you here right now? Yeah. I'm I'm surprised to see you today. But what a lot of us might do in that moment is, oh my gosh, I'm so disappointed to have this back in my life. And we tend to try to reject that situation, whereas that situation is truth. So if we, If we turn towards it and say, This is my truth, this is my soul telling me how I'm experiencing life right now. And our soul is really there for our best and highest good, even though it doesn't always feel like it. It it always has some message that wants to take you to a better place. So the fact that you Said, "Oh, I see you. I, I, I hear you. You're here again, and you even took it to the level of, oh, it's fear, it's anxiety, it's even suicidal thoughts. Like really identifying exactly what's going on, and then turning to it and giving it some time, giving it some of your attention, which is interpreted by our soul as." As love, so when we when we get to that place, the best thing we can do is to say, "Okay, stop. I'm going to pay some attention, and I'm going to I'm going to turn and do some self love here. There's something off, and what I need to do is kind of inquire within. What's off? What thought might be making me have these feelings?" What situation might be bringing these feelings up? How do these feelings tie into my past even? Am I being triggered to some past event that still is lingering inside of me and wants to be healed even more? So these are the questions that when we get in those situations, which this is part of life. There our feelings come and our feelings go, our thoughts come, our thoughts go. Um, and a lot of times they will connect us to a part of us that still isn't completely healed. And it's an, if you can look at it as an opportunity for growth versus, oh my gosh, what am I gonna do to numb this thing out? So that's typically what we do as we look outside of ourselves, like I feel this thing, it's uncomfortable. How can I numb it? Do I need to drink? Do I need to smoke? Do I need to get distracted? And and that's not the answer. (laughs) It's never the answer, but it might be an old coping mechanism that you used in the past. So I I do want to say congratulations because you recognize that it took a shorter period of time and you turned it towards it to turn inward and and that is that's the whole um that's what we have to continuously do is keep uh, one radar antenna focused on the inside and one focused on the outside kind of at all times
1: i appreciate that yeah and i did take a second and celebrate myself a little bit because it wasn't easy it was still messy it was still a mess for a little while But I think it was uh, still a controlled chaos at this point. I think it's important to remember that these thoughts can be controlled, but they're also thoughts and they are normal. Somebody, one of my really good friends did tell me this um, analogy of emotions and thoughts coming into your sphere, coming into your mind. Treat them almost as house guests. And as a good host, you will welcome each emotion, you know, even if they're a bad house guest that is making you feel uncomfortable, you would still welcome them and then gladly see them out the door when the time comes. Similar to what you were saying as far as seeing and showing love to every emotion that comes through, because then they're avoids this feeling of resistance which seems to only build resentment almost resentment toward yourself I would love to ask you more about how we can implement or what your experience is with God
0: well I love talking about that so um as, as a registered dietitian I I realized there's some there was something missing with just counseling people about their body and for myself as well, like so much focus on the body. And how how really God, Jesus, and the Holy Spirit can help us is well, there's so many ways, but let me let me give you one really important uh information that's found in the Bible especially um, is that we're made in the image of of all three of those, we're made in the image of God, and all three of those are all parts of God. And, um, we're the how we are made is half human and half divine, half spirit. So, God is spirit, Jesus is Christ, is spirit living in our heart. Same with the Holy Spirit. So, we have. God's spirit inside of us, in our heart. And this is so important to know because for one thing, our human side, so I'm going to talk about that real quickly. What we were just talking about is our human side. We're talking about our thoughts and our feelings and actually our desires, our free will those are known as the components of our soul. So we're, we're soul, spirit, and we're body. So body, soul, and spirit, that's what we are. That's how we are made in the image of let's take Jesus. He was a human body, he had a soul. He was also a spirit and his spirit was connected to God's spirit. That's how we are too. So when we get to the point where our soul is very triggered or it's overactive and our soul is always trying to lead us to God's spirit and our full potential our destiny so Jesus's soul led him to his destiny and our soul does this through our thoughts through our emotions and through our desires our 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 free will, what we want and what we don't want. But our soul doesn't always know what's best for us, right? Like those thoughts you were having, those suicidal thoughts, that's not the best thing for us. So we can learn to listen. And I I teach a meditation practice where we're learning to listen to our soul, listen to those thoughts, listen to the feelings. Listen to the will, our desires, what we want and don't want. But at the same time, we bring in a higher power, right? We bring in God's consciousness, which is at the center of our heart, and his wisdom. Jesus Christ is known as the wisdom of God. And when you merge the soul and the spirit, you get a better perspective. Our our soul can be such a small perspective. And we merge it with what God sees, how he sees us, what he wants us to do, how he wants us to have all good things in life. And we actually, the biggest benefit we can do is learn to hear God's voice at the center of our heart. That's the one that probably is telling you, it's okay. You know, you're going to get out of this. This is some lesson that you're learning I want I want you to just grow from this experience, and we we learn that it's it's all working for us. So, um, the Trinity—God, Jesus, and Holy Spirit—they're they're working. They have different qualities about them, but they're all three are working with those qualities in our life. So, if we can learn how to tap in to Let's say Jesus, he is very good with unconditional love, with mercy and forgiveness. So we learn how to forgive ourselves, how to forgive other people, and how to continuously follow the light. That was the message of Jesus and the lights at the center of our heart. So we're always kind of reflected. Jesus is always reflecting us back to our own heart. And that's where we find the Holy Spirit, which he's the Holy Spirit is the the spirit of truth is a counselor, a helper. So we have like an amazing inner life that we can tap into. So, um, and when we do tap into that, that's, this is why I think meditation is so popular is it doesn't matter if you are faith-based or not. When you go inside, you're going to tap into God because we are part divinity. We have God's spirit inside of us. Every human being does. That's what makes us all alike. And um, so I think meditation is really popular right now because when you close your eyes, you go inside, you're going to find hopefully the realm of God, just peace, patience, kindness, goodness, love, joy and self-control all at the center of our heart. So that was a a long-winded answer, but it's it's kind of complicated, but but kind of not.
1: I absolutely love hearing you talk about this. I remember literally just not really knowing God, but you know, asking and trying and putting that intention out there. God, I want to know you. And praying, you know, I guess you would call it prayer. But I feel like meditation is also prayer. I feel like they're one and the same in, in, in the way that I define it in myself. I think that's important to note that everybody's definitions here may vary a little bit. But at the core of it all, you know, we all have our versions of God, and peace and faith and love and I think with that we we can relate to each other and relate to this conversation you know more even though we have our own experiences and our own personal journeys we all kind of can identify with who God is and some of the things that we experience now for someone who's still on that path to creating that channel of connection to God.
0: Yeah, I love how you really brought in the like inclusivity. Everybody does have their belief or disbelief the way that the name they call God or the name they don't call God. It can be higher power. I like the way AA, uh, Alcoholics Anonymous, actually says, God is you understand. And it doesn't have to be a hymn either, because even Jesus, when he was saying the the Lord's prayer, Father, my father, he prays to my father. Well, in Aramaic, the word father means divine parent. Now, the Bible is written in he, but it doesn't, it's easier to read that way. but it doesn't mean that God is a he, which I love that concept. God is. So in the Bible, it says God is spirit. And the second thing it says about it is God is love. So you were right when you were saying, you know, when, when I'm trying to get people to experience God, it's an experience because It's a thing that we can feel and experience. And after a while, we can feel this presence just being with us, in us, with us, working in our lives. So what you really first need to do is kind of starts with faith. Just believe that there's some other higher power out there that really wants to help us. Now, I'm a science major and even science is showing that there's what they call a field, a unified field, and this field is benevolent, meaning the field is working for good on our behalf. So, if you can just at the at the very core give up the resistance, So you have to look at that resistance as, oh, I need to lean into this resistance. Let me just be willing to believe that there's this force that I can connect to, and it's going to make my life better. So that I would say, that's the first thing is just, just give it a chance. God gives everybody a free will. So we have the choice. There's no control in it. It's kind of a, a beautiful thing because when we finally make the choice, like maybe you said you made the choice and you called out, I want to know you better, God shows up, whether it's an experience of love or healing or like tears, some sort of purification happening inside of you there'll be something some manifestation maybe something happens like in your life that's undeniable all of a sudden that there was this this change so um it starts with this willingness to give this thought this possible reality a try
1: just taking what you said there brought me back to the moment where our multiple moments where i had to you know, when I say naturally, personally question my faith in hardship, in certain challenges in my life. But every time, every time I came to that crossroad, even if it was a very tough time to find God again, he always showed up. He was always there. But for myself to really see him again and believe and have that true faith, he was always there. And what I appreciate most about my personal relationship with God is that even in those times of trial, no matter how far away I felt my soul had strayed from God, he, you know, and I say he um, does not hold grudges. And the moment that I turned to God, God was there and i felt the love i was baptized as a catholic confirmed went to private school my entire life as a catholic went to an episcopal high school so was well acquainted with the foundations of that religion but it wasn't until it, later on in my adulthood did i finally find what that meant to me and I know exactly what that means to me now, and I can only share what my experience was, but I have personally found a lot of solace in love, in God, in my religion, um, and it's something that I practice every day, and I'm proud to. Yeah, Right.
0: It's interesting because, you know, Jesus came, and he said that the kingdom of heaven is within you and it's an overlooked statement with the church because the church wants you to fellowship the church wants you to belong and we do belong we, we belong to the human race we all belong to one God and which makes us all brothers and sisters and I, there's a Bible verse that I love it says Christ will make his home in your heart as you trust in him and then your roots will grow down into love and this this thing about you know really being able to have a refuge in our own heart so we don't have to really seek the answers from church or from even a you know a good friend we we have the answers inside And it's hard to believe, but we have that much power and we have that much wisdom inside of us. And if we don't, it's a a good idea to begin down a spiritual path. Begin asking yourself, who is Jesus to me? Who is this person? Who is God to me? And who is this spirit, this Holy Spirit. So you just begin to take the journey down a spiritual path. And I like to define spiritual path. So, spirit, we all know the word spirit, and you all, the end of spiritual, you all means to build. So, going down a spiritual path, we're building more and more of our own human spirit by connecting it to a, a, a more powerful spirit. And this makes us more spiritual along the way. So um, it's just taking those like, you know what? I, I really want to do this. I want to know more about this spiritual path and, and the own, my own spirit that lives inside of me, my own soul. How can I get to know myself and, and my own heart? And um, you can never go wrong, ever, by getting to know those things.
1: I love the way that you broke it down so clearly. Somebody had not known how to begin. I think those are that is an extremely actionable plan for somebody to explore. And you know, I hope that anyone who resonated with that who's listening, you know, we'll we'll find some value out of that and perhaps try it out. It's definitely very, very similar to what I had gone through. We will each get what we need out of it. And I think that's also uh, exactly what you said earlier, saying that we each have all of the tools and the resources and the answers already within us. It's just the matter of reaching in and tapping into it, utilizing it. I would love to learn more about your company, your business, Yalight, and how you can help people through Yalight.
0: That's great. Um, I have a website, it's at yawlight.com. And you can sign up for my newsletter there. I send out a newsletter every week and I, I very often send out, I, I believe in a practice of a devotional chant, a meditation, prayer, morning practice. And I talk a lot about that, spiritual practice where you're consciously meeting with God. I do it daily. Um, you're starting to just, be able to you know reach out and, and and be with this presence so that's one way I also have a YouTube channel I have quite a lot of videos on the YouTube channel um, under my name Tanya D. and uh, y'all light so um, and I'm I'm currently writing a book which it's going to outline all these steps on how to have, uh, your own Christ-centered meditation and prayer practice. So hopefully that'll be out by the summer. <sighs> if you want uh, any updates on that, then you can send it from my newsletter. And I hope to someday do retreats. I was hoping to do that and then COVID came along. So I do online 10-day meditation prayer challenges or a, a grief challenge or an identity challenge. And um So if you'd like to join the movement, I I say my my movement, Y'all Light, is a movement to
1: ignite the light
0: within your heart.
1: Now, before we send off our listeners, I would love if you would give us one last valuable, positive piece to uh, end the show and also have folks with a kind of call to action. If you were to tell somebody right now to do something that creates positive action in their life, what would you say? To stay positive, we we have to have
0: self-love. So we learn to, we feed our body, our soul, and our spirit. And if we can feed all of these three parts of ourselves, then there's this inner feeling of contentment and it helps us to stay positive so as a registered dietitian i like to tell people remember to feed body soul and spirit and there's different ways we can do this i I send out a video once once every month about my recommendations for that month for feeding body soul and spirit so I'd love for you to join my newsletter because I, I send out so many fun things through my newsletter. So you could go to yellight.com and join the Yellight community and, um, and join the movement and, and help it to grow. People need to know how powerful we are and how good life can
1: be. I think we've just come full, full circle. I really appreciate your time so much, Tanya D. All my listeners will completely take so much value from this episode. I cannot thank you enough. I'm so grateful and honored to have shared this space with you and to learn more about your journey. And I hope that we can at least just touch one life out there that will resonate with One thing that we said on this show, um, but hopefully so much more than that. So, thank you again so much for everything.
0: That's beautiful. Thank you so much, Des, and, and many, many blessings to you as you're trying to be the light in the world.
1: Thank you so much for lending me your time today. If you found a moment of Zen through this episode, I kindly ask that you leave a review on iTunes so that this message might reach more people. For daily positivity and to join a community of awesome humans, follow us on Instagram at ThePositiveAF.